Hello, and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now, with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Zamora, the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora, and I am the notary entrepreneur. Thank you for joining me on my very first episode of the show. And in this episode, I was thinking that I would share with you guys a little bit about my life and how I got started as a notary public that eventually led to what has now been a career that's lasted over 20 years. So my story begins back in 1998 when I used to work at a shoe store. And back then I was 18 years old and let me describe my fat, my life at the time. I had a car. I had, a, at that point, moved out of my, my parents' house, so I lived on my own. And in general, I would say life was pretty good. I had gotten this job two years earlier when I was 16 years old or so, and I had just told my dad at the time, you know what, I don't want to work for your construction company. I want to do my own thing. He had offered me at the time... Uh, an opportunity to work with the family business. My dad had this dream that his construction company would become a family business. And so when I told him that I was not interested in what, what he was doing for work, that unfortunately created friction between us. And that's why when I was 18 years old, I ended up leaving my house. And as you might imagine, this job meant a lot to me. Uh, it represented my freedom. And as a result, I worked really, really hard at the shoe store. And by the time I was 18, I was offered a management position. And I thought to myself, holy moly, I'm going places. And at that point, I decided I was going to make retail my career. And the truth is, it felt nice having this sense of, you know, my life is planned out. It gave me peace of mind knowing that I knew exactly what I was going to be doing. And then something happened. It was on a Tuesday night in August during back to school season. It was very busy and I remember being very tired. And particularly during this time because there was just so many people coming into to the mall where I worked at, we had extended our business hours and, out, and it was now 10 p.m. and we were getting ready to close the store. So part of closing the store meant cleaning up for the following day and climbing up and down a ladder so that we could put shoe boxes back into their place in this little warehouse that we had on the back side of the store. And that's when I felt, so I was climbing up the, the, the ladder to put a, a pair of shoes back in, in their place. And I, I began to feel sort of a wobble under my feet. And within a few seconds, I realized that the ladder that I was standing on was starting to tip over and I began to fall. Now, imagine you're six feet off the ground. You're on top of this ladder and you're about to fall down and it's instinctively, I reach out to grab onto something and I end up getting my class ring that I was wearing at the time hooked onto one of the vertical rails that we use to hold up the shelves in the warehouse. And as I fell, the pressure of the fall pulled on my ring and it took my 
ring, um, my middle ring finger sort of with it. Before I knew it, I was on the floor with a puddle of blood around my hand and my finger was damaged so severely that by the time I got to the hospital, they just couldn't save it. They ended up amputating the finger. But while I was there, I remember I was working with a coworker and the poor guy, he was more freaked out than I was that I, I ended up having to calm him down first. And then I, 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 we had, we used to sell shoes, but we also used to sell apparel. So we had a shirt. I remember grabbing a shirt and I grabbed the shirt and I wrapped it around my hand because I was bleeding and I run to the phone and the first person I call is my mom. And my mom tells me to hang up and call the ambulance, which would have probably been a better idea in the first place. And then I call the ambulance. The ambulance shows up to the mall. Apparently some other guy had gotten into a fight at a Dave and Buster's had a bottle broken on his head. So they went there instead. 30 minutes later, there's no ambulance. So I called back to find out what the ETA was because I was turning pale and losing blood. And they said, well, hey, we already sent somebody out. And security told us that, you know, the, the incident was here. So I, they ended up coming out again. They took me away and ended up in the hospital. Uh, that night I had my finger amputated and... I did not go back to work for two months because I had to recover. After recovering, I went back to work. And unfortunately, because I had been gone for so long, they ended up filling my management position because they just couldn't be without a manager. So they offered me a sort of a lower level position. And, you know, I had dreams of being a district manager with this company and, move on, you know, move up the corporate ladder. And on top of all that, I had a medical bill that wasn't being paid. And I had really kind of given them a hard time about it because I didn't want to pay for it. It was workman's comp and they sort of, and eventually they did pay it. But I think a combination of all those things ended up causing them to give me sort of a lower level job that I had prior. I think it was an assistant management position, but just the vibes and the attitude were a little different. So Essentially, I had no, no longer had uh, my job to go back to. And, and just like that, I just sort of felt like, like my future plans that I had had in retail had been destroyed. After that, I ended up taking odd jobs and I made enough money to pay the bills. But I really wasn't excited to work for anyone else again after that. I remember having a conversation with my mom and I told her, I said, hey, mom, you know, I worked so hard for this company and I obviously had this, this freak accident at, you know, working for them and they ended up just letting go of my, letting go of my position. And now I can't go back to what I had worked so hard for. I truly felt like I couldn't trust not only that company, but just any other employer where I had aspirations to move up and sort of have some sort of career with them. So after telling my mom this, she tells me, you know, son, if this is how you feel, why don't you just break free of this sort of, you know, sort of employer type of careers? Why, why don't you go out there and start your own business like your dad, you know, take control of your future? And that was great advice. So I ended up doing some research. And after just considering a bunch of ideas, I decided that I was going to become a notary. It seemed simple enough. It was quick to get my license. And I decided I was going to go for it and start my own notary business. 
How did I do? Well, I failed miserably and I didn't make any money that first year. I wanted to leave my soul-sucking odd jobs, but I needed to find a way of how to make this notary commission make money. I mean, mind you, this was 20 years ago. There was really no internet. I don't even think I had a cell phone when I first started. We had pagers and then we would we would have to go and return the call and then they would send us the documents by mail. So this was a different time and it wasn't as easy as it is now, but I had no idea how to make money as a notary at the time. And the real problem was that I had never started a business before and so I had no idea where to begin. So I ended up going to my dad who at the time had his, his small construction business and I told him, hey dad, you know what? I feel so overwhelmed. I have no idea where to start and how to get this business off the ground. So my dad tells me, he says, son, you know, my business is much, much more different than, than being a notary. So I can't really give you any advice, he says. But I suggest you find another notary who may be willing to help you out and ask them, see if they can help you out. So again, remember, this is pre-internet, pre-Google listings. I I began to ask around. I began to try and find people who, who maybe knew of notaries. And then when I ended up finding notaries, I quickly found out that most notaries weren't really willing to help me out, which, you know, it makes sense. Technically, I, I was asking them to train their competition and most notaries weren't willing to do that. I got so frustrated and eventually I just gave up. I gave up on the notary dream, the having my own business. And then I just went on with life and kept working and kept just doing the everyday stuff. Now, around this time, I began to go to a community college because that's what everyone who graduated from, from high school did. And I remember there was one particular class, which was a public speaking class. And the professor had given us a group project where we had to team up with other students and present at the end of the project. We decided that we would all meet up after school and since my house was the closest house to the college, we all agreed that we would meet at my house once a week. So we all end up getting together. And while we're working on this project, one of the students notices my notary commission hanging on the wall. And she says, she goes, hey, are you a notary? And I said, yes. And she goes, is that what you do for work? I said, no, that's no, it's not. I said, I've been trying, but I haven't figured out how to make any money since I got my license a year ago. You know, she said, my mom is a notary and she does it. She does this full time. Maybe she can help you out. And I looked at her and I said, well, really? Do you think you could ask her for me? And she replied, uh, I'll ask her and I'll let you know. The very next day, I was at her mom's house, and in one hour, she taught me exactly what she did and how to get started in this notary venture, venture that I had been trying to do for the last year. So I find out that she's a notary signing agent, and she showed me how she found companies, signing service companies, and how she got signed up with them. She went over a set of loan documents and kind of briefly explained how 
she would explain them to the customers and how she would sign and get everything notarized. And you know what? This was all I needed. I hadn't, hadn't known it, but I had found my very first mentor and had a plan of action to take to get this business started. I remember that month getting my very first appointment and then little by little more started to trickle in. And three months later, after I had talked to her and started you know, implementing what she had told me to do, I ended up making more than enough money to quit all these odd jobs that I was doing at the time. Later on, I got married and bought a big old house with a nice fancy car. And for eight years, between 1999 and 2007, I was a very successful loan signing agent. And then in 2008, as many of you maybe know of or actually experience this, the crisis, the housing market crash happened and I lost everything. I mean, I still remember it like it was yesterday. It was like one week to the next. Everything stopped. And I ended up losing my home. We ended up losing our cars. And as a result of the financial strain, our marriage, the, that I, our marriage became severely strained. And eventually down the road, it led to our eventual divorce. I remember going into a deep depression and I remember my wife telling me, we had these conversations. She would tell me, she goes, Hey, you need to get a job. And I told her, I, I can't, I can't get a job. She was like, why not? I said, and I would tell her because I, I don't want to work for anybody else. I, I don't want to give up my freedom. And I, <laughs> I think I was traumatized from what happened to me earlier in my life. And she would always just say, you know, I, I don't understand. And she would be real frustrated and I would tell her, look, don't worry about it. I'm going to figure it out. But the truth is, I had really no idea what I was going to do at the time. So clearly my wife at the time was very unhappy. And I ended up eventually having to work a small part-time job for, for a little bit, which I absolutely just hated. But I kept thinking and I, had, I kept asking myself, I said, well, look, I want to continue this notary business, but... There is no notary signing work right now. How can I, and this is the question I was asking myself at the time, how can I make some income with this notary commission, with this, with this license that I have, this stamp, outside of loan signing since there are currently no loan signings to go around? And then I realized that there are, uh, there are other ways for notaries to make money besides loan signings. I mean, there are people who need everyday documents notarized and whether the market or the stock market or the housing boom crashes, that does not matter. People will need to have legal documents signed, will need, you know, parental documents signed, all sorts of documents. And so then I realized, okay, now I got to go out there and find these sort of people that need these documents signed so I can have a, an additional source of income through my notary business. So after doing a little bit of research, I figured out that what I needed to do is become visible or have a, a way for people in my local area to find me, find out about my services. And so what I ended up doing is number one, I ended up building a website. 
Two, I ended up building or creating a Google business page so that people who searched on Google could find me. And on top of doing a few other things like trying to get Google reviews or, or, or going to nursing homes or hospitals and dropping off my business cards, I began to start, I began to generate work. I began getting calls from people who needed something notarized or someone would get my business card. I remember eventually I got put on a list for, with a nursing home of, of notaries that were available in the area. And I began to get work as a result of those marketing efforts that I had put into place at the time. After about five months, I became the number one notary that showed up on Google searches when people looked for a notary in the city that I lived in. And at the same time, loan signings began to come back again. I would say that by the time all this happened, maybe 40% of my income was now coming from just local business from people that were looking for what we now call general notary work. And then the rest was coming from loan signings, which, uh, which was a blessing because, you know, I, I was adamant to, to not be an employee and I was able to sort of weather this storm over time. And also here's what ended up happening. A lot of notaries who were doing this, they just weren't able to hang in there and they dropped off. So there was also sort of a supply and demand issue. And as a result of there being less notaries, I, you know, we, the notaries that did hang in there became more in demand. And so it ended up working out really, really well, but those five months, man, they were, they were tough. So now let's fast forward to today and sort of where I'm at today Uh, on my Google business page. I have over 90 five-star reviews and this source of income still continues to be a large part of the, the amount of money that comes in every single month. I've also, on top of being a loan signing agent and just acquiring general notary work, I've also become an ordained officiant. So I perform wedding ceremonies, which tends to blend in really nice. In fact, my, my website and my marketing efforts are combined. So I'm a notary and an officiant. So I am in the, I'm able to do both in within the same website, the same profile. So that's, and, but that's more of a side gig, but I do, and you know, I do get at least what one, maybe two wedding ceremonies during the peak season. And even though it's not a whole lot of money, it, it is significant and it, it just sort of helps to the overall income that I generate every month. I've also started to become a loan, not loan signing, but a Medicare insurance agent which I'll talk more about that in future shows, but that's sort of a new thing that I'm doing. I've tried it for a few years, gotten a few clients and looking to sort of ramp that up and, and do more of that. But as a result of having multiple sources of income, I've been able to, and this tends to happen when you don't have one source of income, but you have income coming in from different places, you tend to rely less on just one source of income. So I've began to charge more and to sustain the lifestyle that I have now, I'm sort of able to do that working 10 to 15 hours a week, which is really cool because it gives me time to do a bunch of other things like now recording this podcast or one of my favorite activities is personal self-growth and development. So I read a lot and I like to 
do a lot of uh, like like audiobooks and podcasts. Uh, one of my other hobbies is I like to cook. I think I need to practice more so I can be better at it, but I enjoy the effort of trying to cook, if that makes sense. So 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 that's that's one of the things I like and but one of the other things is once once I got divorced, and I guess I'm going to get personal here, but once I got divorced, I eventually get, like I mentioned earlier, I got divorced with my ex-wife. And because she wasn't working full-time, she ended up having to go work full-time to, to sustain her life. And my daughter, who we were homeschooling at the time, ended up staying with me most of the time. And so I single-handedly was homeschooling my kid for years after, after all this happened and essentially had full custody of my kids. So I think one of the benefits of having set up sort of this system, sort of this business model that allowed me to make a full-time income working 15, 10 to 15 hours a week, on top of my hobbies and on top of my self-development, it really allowed me to raise my daughter as a as a single father and, and homeschooler, which... You know, this was just an incredible opportunity to be able to do. I've also become very passionate about my own personal health and my own well-being. I I do something called CrossFit, and if you would like to send all your CrossFit jokes to me, you can do that at info at abrahamzamora.com. I've heard them all, and I think they're hilarious, but I do CrossFit four to five days a week. I'm probably in the best physical shape that I have ever been in in my entire life. And I mean like 20s and 30s, great physical shape. And again, because I have this extra free time. Just recently, my daughter, we, I decided, we, we found out she has dyslexia. So I decided that I could no longer really homeschool her the way I she needed to be homeschooled. And so... So we ended up putting her in public school. Now, this is in the middle of the pandemic, so she was doing the online stuff. But i got to tell you guys, homeschooling my kid for two, three hours a day, sometimes four hours a day, I didn't realize how much time that was taken away from my other sort of activities and pursuits. And now that she's sort of going to school now, we're in summer right now, but I mean, I have just gotten so much more time in my life back and but even then during during this whole this whole time that we've been together I remember taking my girl my daughter to the park and museums and it was just always really cool to hang out with her but now that my kids going to school I have so much more free time which is allowing me to do stuff like this I'm also in the process of starting my own service signing service company so that's that's in fact that's already happened just last week I I ended up starting that so that's in the works and all in all this career this notary business that I started back in ultimately it was almost 20 years ago over 20 years ago has given me such an amazing quality of life now I'm not going to say I'm a millionaire, right? I'm not going to say I make tons and tons of money. I make more than enough to cover all my expenses, to cover all my vacations, to cover all the fun things and hobbies that I like to do and still have some money to save afterwards. But the key here is that I'm doing it with such little amount of time on my part. And one of the things that I value the most is my time. 
and the free time that I have to do the stuff that I really enjoy in life. So that's the end of my story, at least up till now, because because now <laughs> there's more to it over time. And you will hear about my story and the things that I'm up to and the things that I'm doing and how I'm working to grow and expand and, and different ideas. And not only as far as notary, because yes, this is a podcast about notary business, but it's more than just that because the having a notary business is the foundation. It's the catalyst. It's the starting point. And all of these other things that I'm doing like the wedding officiant business, even the Medicare insurance business. I mean, how do you suppose that I'm being introduced to and meeting people that will eventually lead to hopefully clients that I can help with my Medicare insurance? All of it starts and and is revolving around my notary business. But on top of making money, on top of being able to quit your job, it's about creating a lifestyle. I mean, I hear so many people who work at, at a job and they're and they work nine to five and they say that once they retire, they're gonna go out and travel the world and they're gonna go and finally do the things that they want to do. And I'm thinking to myself, why wait until you retire and you're 65? Do it now. And there is a way of engineering and 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 planning out your life that you can do that now. And hopefully, the message that I want to deliver to anyone who chooses to listen to this is that you can design your life the way you want to with intention. If you take some time, if you plan, if you find a mentor that's doing what you would like to do and is willing to teach you, even if you have to compensate them. I mean, we need to trade value for value. Their time is valuable. My time is valuable. I'm not just going to do something without getting some sort of value in return. But if it but is it possible? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely yes. And so what I want to end this podcast with is that first of all, I hope you guys enjoyed the story. But secondly, that if you're listening to this and if you're brand new or if you've been doing this for a while and want to sort of get better at this, that there is so much more to being a notary and having a notary business. It can give you lifestyle. It can give you a, a fulfilling career. And it, it can allow you to really be a stepping stone to achieve the dreams and goals that you have in life. So so who, who would benefit from this podcast? I, I think obviously anyone who's a notary and wants to to learn and, and, and improve their notary business because I'm, I plan on giving very concrete, very just straightforward advice that you can take with you and, and apply immediately and, and see see results. But also anybody who wants to sort of achieve balance in their life and wants to learn and, and understand how to identify values and, and how to go out there and achieve your values, whether they're family values, whether they're personal hobbies, goals, if you want to travel, uh, sort of a, a philosophy in life business philosophy, personal philosophy, sort of this balanced approach to living your life. So anyhow, anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this show. There are more to come. And if you did enjoy the show, you know, if you have any comments, questions, you can always email me at info at Abraham Zamora. But until next time, I hope you guys have a fantastic, productive day, and we'll talk to you soon. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com.